This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Coming up on 5-Minute News. Trump downplays legacy of slavery in appeal to white voters. Officials say CDC didn't write testing guidance published on its website. And US judge blocks postal service changes that slowed mail. It's Friday, September 18. I'm Anthony Davis. Donald Trump intensified efforts to appeal to his core base of white voters on Thursday by downplaying the historical legacy of slavery in the United States and blasting efforts to address systemic racism as divisive. The president's comments marking the 233rd anniversary of the signing of the Constitution amounted to a defence of white culture and a denunciation of Democrats, the media and others who he accused of trying to indoctrinate schoolchildren and shame their parents' whiteness. He also argued that America's founding set in motion the unstoppable chain of events that abolished slavery, secured civil rights, defeated communism and fascism, and built the most fair, equal, and prosperous nation in human history. But he did not mention the 246 years of slavery in America, including the 89 years it was allowed to continue after the colonies declared independence from England. Nor did the president acknowledge the ongoing fight against racial injustice and police brutality, which has prompted months of protests this year. Trump has long fanned the nation's culture wars, including defending the display of the Confederate battle flag and monuments of Civil War rebels from protesters seeking their removal. His speech on Thursday suggested his rhetoric could become even more nationalistic in the final weeks before the election, given that his path to a second term relies largely on energising culturally conservative white voters. Trump has already cracked down on anti-racism training sessions in federal agencies. He said on Thursday he will soon sign an order to establish a commission to promote patriotic education, dubbed the 1776 Commission. The panel, he said, will be tasked with encouraging educators to teach students about the miracle of American history and plan for the commemoration of the 250th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. The move is a response to the New York Times 1619 project, which highlights the long-term consequences of slavery and the contributions of black Americans. 
Nicole Hannah-Jones won a Pulitzer Prize for her piece in the magazine. In response to Trump's remarks, Hannah-Jones said the First Amendment to the Constitution abhors government attempts to censor speech and guarantees a free press. The efforts by the President of the United States to use his powers to censor a work of American journalism by dictating what schools can and cannot teach and what American children should and should not learn should be deeply alarming to all Americans who value free speech, she said. A heavily criticised recommendation from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention last month about who should be tested for the coronavirus was not written by CDC scientists and was posted to the agency's website despite their serious objections, according to several people familiar with the matter as well as internal documents obtained by the New York Times. The guidance said it was not necessary to test people without symptoms of COVID-19, even if they had been exposed to the virus. It came at a time when public health experts were pushing for more testing rather than less, and administration officials told The Times that the document was a CDC product and had been revised with input from the agency's director, Dr Robert Redfield. But officials said this week that the health department did the rewriting itself and then dropped it into the CDC's public website, flouting the agency's strict scientific review process. The document contained elementary errors, such as referring to testing for COVID-19 as opposed to testing for the virus that causes it, and recommendations inconsistent with the CDC's stance that mark it to anyone in the know as not having been written by agency scientists, according to a senior CDC scientist who spoke on the condition of anonymity because of a fear of repercussions. The question of the CDC's independence and effectiveness as the nation's top public health agency has taken on increasing urgency as the nation approaches 200,000 deaths from the coronavirus pandemic and Donald Trump continues to criticise its scientists and disregard their assessments. Similarly, a document arguing for the importance of reopening schools was also dropped into the CDC website by the Department of Health and Human Services in July and is sharply out of step with the CDC's usual neutral and scientific tone. A US judge on Thursday blocked controversial postal service changes that have slowed mail nationwide, calling them a politically motivated attack on the efficiency of the postal service before the November election. Judge Stanley Bastian in Yakima, Washington, said he was issuing a nationwide preliminary injunction sought by 14 states that sued the Trump administration and the US Postal Service. The states challenged the Postal Service's so-called leave-behind policy, where trucks have been leaving postal facilities on time, regardless of whether there is more mail to load. They also sought to force the Postal Service to treat election mail as first-class mail. The judge noted after hearing that Trump had repeatedly attacked voting by mail by making unfounded claims that it is rife with fraud. Many more voters are expected to vote by mail this November because of the COVID-19 pandemic, and the states have expressed concern that delays might result in voters not receiving ballots or registration forms in time. 
You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Please subscribe, rate and review us at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate. Delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.